Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about The Terror Season 1 Episode 3, so full spoilers for the episode, it's called The Ladder, I did that in a weirder order than I usually do, I don't know why, uh, but it's called The Ladder, uh, especially when you watch it, it's clearly a reference to a certain ladder belonging to one Jacob, uh, but that is uh, the name of the episode, and this one... We kind of follow straight on from last week. There's no time jump this time. It's or was, or was, I think it says a few days, but yeah, it, it, it threw me off because it come up saying June, and I was like, oh, I thought the last one was spring, but then they talk about it like it was less than a week. End of May counts as spring. It does. <laughs> just misleading. Yeah, but so so they're stuck there in the ice, which we see, and this is kind of the culmination of the tension between uh, Francis and Sir John, and. Mm. Now, we kind of called something in this episode, because we, we, as soon as they were talking about in like episode one, about how, oh no, he's, he's my second, and if anything happens to me, he'll be, you know, you'll be his second, you know, to, to Fitzjames, if Sir John was given that speech, and as soon as we talked about that conversation, we was like, well, we're kind of expecting that to happen at some point in the season then, that we'll be in this position where Francis is the one in charge, because Sir John's either died or whatever, uh, and sure enough, uh, this happens quite early on. I, this is early enough that I would call this the, the Drew Barrymore from Scream effect yeah yeah just about because he's presented as like the co-lead the, the captain of the captains and you know he's, he's the other big actor as well yeah so that this was definitely not shocking in terms of plot necessarily but shocking in terms of no he's the name he, i mean there's two posters there's two main posters one's his face and then the other one's uh jared harris's face yeah so well, well like i say they're the two bigger actors on the show that you know yeah. people might recognize and I think it is a shock factor. Not that it happened, but that it is this early is the surprise, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I think I was expecting maybe around like seven or something like that. But yeah, yeah. Let me end of six. But here we are. So, uh, and I have to admit, I did, I did enjoy how brutal because the, the guy dies in right before him because they're basically because because they think there's a bear out there now. They've got like a little outpost and they've, they've hung up some rats to lure in a bear, and they've got a little outpost and he's all you know again he's all proud and he comes around and he's like ah man yes 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 that ease man that ease and well. You know, very make, make, make me make the empire proud, make your god proud, and then they take a photo, and they get, they get uh, Sir Good Sir to to take a photo with the the really annoying. Like, uh, how much photo photographing technology's come in the last couple hundred oh, years? I know. <laughs> He's I know. like sitting there, like, right? Stay perfectly still. This has to be exposed for like a minute. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. Stay right there. On the upside, lot of nice reflection of light off the snow, so didn't have to worry too much about the light. <laughs> uh, well, no, but they're in a relatively darkened space under that cover, so I imagine that's why it needs such a long exposure. I don't think they were in the cover. Yeah, it looked, no, cause it, it looked like they were under the cover to me. I thought they all lined up outside the cover. Regardless, the point oh, is, cameras, yeah. things are better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you just point and click, job done. <laughs> you have the option of a flash. Yeah, if you really want. On or off, it's up to you. Uh, so, um, but no, so so he's, he's again. He's kind of his hubris is coming through. He's kind of like putting on the 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 happy captain for the, the you know his men to make them feel like confident that he's he's not scared. He he's confident they can get through this. So therefore, they'll all be confident. So in that sense, he's a good leader. I think he does have hubris, but I, I do think the episode kind of said to me that he's actually got good other captain qualities, even if he has a little bit. Yeah, yeah, there's a point where there's a, a talk of a mission to go off, and and he's against it not because he thinks it's the wrong thing to do, but because of morale. Yeah, yeah, this is Francis who suggests this. He wants to do this. Yeah, um, and we'll talk about that scene I think more in depth because there's a big confrontation yeah. that happens. Yeah, out of, of that. course. Uh, but yeah, so it's almost like after they take the photo, they come back in the little tent, and 
one of the guys like, hey, Captain, Sir John, why don't you hang around and maybe you could get the shot off yourself or you at least see him go down. He's like, yes, yes, I think I'll sit for a bit, yes. And he, you know, he sits down and Good Sir's like, oh, I'll go back to the ship. Can I, can I have a, can I, can I have like an escort? He's like, no, nah, you can just stay here, Good Sir. You're fine, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, because he offers him. He's like, do you, do you want to go back? He's like, yes, I do. Would you, would you like an escort? Yes. And everyone kind of like laughs a little bit at him. And he's like, well, you can stay here then. Yeah, but anyway, just a little thought at some point, when, when he's coming round to this tent, Sir John, he has to like squeeze between like a little crevice, so just, you know, it's the ice, and he's squeezing through, and it's just symbolically, you know, like, the, everything's closing in around him, you know, yeah. very simple little bit of symbolism, but it, it was there, uh, but no, so a guy who's sitting behind Sir John just gets grabbed through the tent and pulled up, the entire tent goes up, Yeah. and this guy just lands with his head just being basically ripped off at the in the mouth, like, pretty much, this thing's pretty just fantastic. ripped the top of the head off. Yeah, it's a uh, highlight of the season so far. <laughs> so so far, yeah, uh, super bloody. Uh, Sir John's running, and obviously, like he's yelling. There's gunshots going off, and this is when people back at the ship, so you know, Fritz James and everyone else are like, "Oh wait, there's something going on. Grab your guns, men!" And it all going mm-hmm. on. And it's this thing where you can sort of see it's coming at this point because like Sir John's like crawling to like towards yeah, he's yeah. over like, the little like uh, mount of ice and he's like crawling towards him and at this point Fitzjames can see him and then he gets pulled back yeah and he, I, I love the moment of just when he's looking at him with the telescope and he mm. pulls it off and it's, it's that cold it's frozen to his eye already oh yeah I like that yeah that was uh, that was uh, Francis who did that yeah, yeah, the, the yeah telescope yeah. you just see his eyelid kind of like come out with it and he's like ah and he, yeah and then you just see the, the cut on the top there I was like oh that's a great little touch yeah uh, just, just, just. A, 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 it's almost like something you don't see as often enough, but it just it sells you how cold it is. You like because uh, mm. it's obviously we, we see uh, there's various effects of being cold. They're always having to bundle up, even when they're on the ship. Now it looks like it's getting cold. Like they're always just yeah. kind of miserable. Um, but and then he's getting basically dragged through the air. But we kind of keep the camera on him, so we just all sort of have it on his like sort of upper body as he's like flying through. So whatever this says, it's grabbing him and dragging him around. Uh, we get like sort of quick little snippets of like a flashback we had earlier on where he was talking to this admiral about he's like no this is crazy like there's nothing up there what's your rescue plan and he's like we don't need a rescue plan and he was like again it's shown he's, he's yeah they, they were talking about how how much they've got provisions for it was like you know three years easy five if they ration hmm. and uh yeah so he's, he's having like glimpses of this he even has glimpses of his niece he has glimpses of francis he has glimpses of everything his life's basically flashing before his eyes and then then he lands, and you're like, okay, so it's just put him down, and then he looks down, and you see that he's missing legs. Like, he's just, yeah. he's a bloody stump. And he's actually crawling towards the hole. They, they put the, uh, the Inuit man who died last episode, like, they disposed of his body very unceremoniously, like, you know, sir, good sir was trying to, like, eh, like, maybe we should do something, like, give him a proper, at least dig him a different hole, you know, not the same one we're using for everything else. And like, nah, 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 it's fine. They just, like, shove him down. This'll do. Yeah. Well, Sir John ends up there, and he's, like, sort of, like, trying to, like, cling on, and Beast push push him in, uh, and the men all come and try and get to him, but it's to no avail. Too, too late. I'm not. I am. I. I don't know if I'm proud of this. I laughed a lot when I saw his leg wrapped up in this ceremonial kind of. Coffin. Old, yeah. Yeah. I had his little uh, initials on it and everything, and it was yeah. the only thing in the casket. It was just his leg wrapped up. Yeah, it cracked me up. It didn't make me laugh. Maybe it's my dark sense of humour, but I did. I did get a kick out of that. Um. So I think they did a good job of at least of making him feel like a character before he died. Like I feel like between yeah. the, the the three episodes we had of him, I think by the time he died, he wasn't just the captain. He was a bit more than that. I understood his character, I understood his weaknesses, his faults. Uh, well, I think, like we said, the first episode was devoted entirely to setting up 
him and the other captain. Like, it was mm. just the two of them. That, that's all that first episode was. And the second episode still had development as well. Absolutely. I, th- I think actually what what, I've, what this episode's done for me uh, in terms of the captains is it's made me kind of realise that even though I was mostly on Francis's side during the debates in the first couple of episodes, and even in this one to an extent, e- even though the scene that plays out where they conf- confront each other like Sergeant puts him in his place, he makes it very clear that you're 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 a good sailor, but you're a bad captain for for these reasons. You're, everything's very practical. Nothing's about actually taking taking into consideration. Well, it's not leadership. Yeah, yeah, it's not leadership. Yeah, and he really puts him in his place. And there's that point because obviously uh, Francis is, he's got his hat under his arm, but he, the way he's sort of holding it, his arms kind of behind him. And then when it cuts to this wider shot behind him, his over the shoulder, you see his like hands clenched and a fist behind his arm. And I'm like, is he going to punch him? Like, it looks like he's he's getting yeah. that fist ready. It it really felt like it at points. If nothing else, he is he is angry during this conversation. Mm. Um, and but I think what this that that conversation and this episode's made me kind of think we're going to be exploring with this is the idea that it it was going to take both of them to succeed. That yeah. both of them are the two halves of what the captain needs to be. Essentially, he he's the leadership and the morale and the the speeches and all that stuff. And then Francis, no, he, I'm the sailor with the practical knowledge and the advice and the 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 know how. You, you need a balance, is the yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I think okay, that's going to be interesting because there's even hints in this one that he's got a drinking problem. Uh, because there is, yeah. Because uh, what's his face? Um, Hickey. Hickey, that's the name. It's a stupid name. <laughs> the, the ginger yeah, with the stupid slug name. Irish bastard. Uh, but he he. Uh, He's, he was bragging, oh, but yeah, maybe I'm a bit higher up in this ladder than you think. Again, bringing the whole ladder theme into the mm. into the episode, like because you know the captain offered me a drink. He's like, yeah, he'll offer a drink to anyone, just just because it's just for him to have one at the same yeah. time. And <laughs> anytime he can he can have one, he'll take it. Yeah, so I th- I think that's something we're probably going to uh, delve into as well, uh, especially mm. if he's going to be under a lot of stress now as the as the as the yeah as the, the, leader. the sole leader, yeah. Which is because obviously one of the first things he does is like, all right, that eight man mission to go and try and seek rescue, uh, we're doing that because we should probably mention what his plan is. His plan is to send out eight men uh, south because they know that eventually they're going to get to this outpost and they can send for help. Uh, and if they send them now, it means that if they're still stuck here, if they don't thaw out during summer, and they're still stuck here, then they can the, the men who go out can be there by spring and send help back. Otherwise, we're going to have to all start walking uh, in spring. And so he's, he's he's been very practical, and obviously Sir John's like, ah, oh, but this is just you meant in defeat. We need to be saved already, like uh, this and that. Um, again, it's, it's it's hard to kind of fault Francis and his thinking because it is purely logical. Like, no, but if we send someone now, this is rescue, and we'll be. It fine. makes sense. This is the backup plan. This is the what's your rescue plan that you know that that he doesn't have. It's, it's funny to me how this. Uh, I, I was actually thinking of Titanic during this. You know how like Titanic didn't have enough lifeboats, and that was like a, yeah. a hubris thing. Ah, oh, they won't need them. They'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Won't sink. Uh, it was. It was reminding me a lot of that, and this idea that up until a point, like everyone who like I tried these things. Like I wonder how many people who did achieve great things, like it could have almost went the other way, and there'd have been another story of no, nah, they just died trying <laughs> because. The, I would the, assume most of them, honestly. Pro- probably up until a certain point. I feel like these days with you know. So, you know, just more technology. Things aren't as as risky as they once were in that sense, sure. and in yeah. a pure physical survival sense. Yeah, yeah, I get you. But hey, so uh, no, interesting things to uh, be to bring in. So uh, again, the episode felt focused because it was mostly about that and like the captain's end and the effect that might have. Because you know, uh, Fitz James's reaction to all this and like you know begging like don't do this, give everyone a day to mourn, and he actually agrees. Like, because he says, okay, a day, but then they go. 
and he sort of nods to sort of say, "Okay, fine, right, we'll yeah, give everyone it's a day." Just good enough. Yeah. Um, and so no, I, I think it'll be fascinating to see how Francis is leading and how now uh, Fitzjames is now presumably the captain of the the Erebus. Yeah. I assume so. Unless they swap ships, because the Erebus is the main one. But I don't. Yeah, know. he he might do that. He might take over that. But yeah, so I, I think that'll be interesting to see. Uh, we mentioned Hickey. Hickey had some stuff here as well. Hickey, uh, Irving, the guy who caught him with the other dude. Uh, yeah. Like he comes and he's like, oh, the, the, you, you, you. he told me everything that you were forcing him into these acts because you were going to you know out him to the crew if he didn't, and you know you were very threatening, and. Hickey kind of takes this, not very pleasantly, but then he goes and sees the guy and he's like, hey, you told him all this stuff. Like, this is not how it happened. Because I think he says you were my wife for the last, like, four months or something like that. He says something to yeah. that effect. And he's like, no, I, I said what would get us out of this. Because he's a very religious man. He wants to see that we can redeem ourselves and that we can, we can you know, use this to our advantage and move on. I, I said what needed to be heard and this is done. Uh... And Hickey, showing what type of person he is, he not only does not appreciate this, he, he uses the funeral of the captain when everyone else is outside and Francis is reading the, the speech that Sir John wrote for another funeral because the men who died last episode, he'd written a speech for that and then he died before he got to see it. So Francis uses that and it's like, okay, here's the final words of the captain and it says anything better than I could. Well, this is going on. <laughs> Hickey sneaks into his ex-lover's cabin and shits on his bed. Delightful. So I think we're setting him up as the, sh- forget no pun intended, the shitty little wild card who's only out for himself and is probably going to cause problems for everyone else. Yeah, he's the one who you were going to go, uh, he should probably just get killed, but he's going to survive right till the end. Yeah, he's going to be there till episode 9 or 10. Yeah. I'm on to bet money on it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I'll be honest, the first half of this episode, like his stuff was feeling kind of dry to me. Oh yeah, the early stuff with him? No, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's maybe like 10, 15 minutes at the start of this episode where it feels a bit dry and then it kind of gets into it. I'm like, okay, this is what the episode is. Yeah. It takes I think, just a little bit of easing in. As, what I think is funny is maybe when we get to the end of the season, we'll look at maybe, maybe if there's like a two or three episodes like that, it's like, okay, maybe that's maybe because that we should have cut an episode of, of order. And Yeah, we've yeah. said this a lot in the past of others where we'll be enjoying them as they go, but uh, you, you often don't notice the faults till you get to the end and see the full story and, and realise where the extraneous stuff was. Yeah, yeah. So I want to see where they go with, uh, with Hickey, because it, it could actually end yeah. up being like a big deal. And oh, it could, absolutely. Uh, I agree, that was probably the least interesting stuff of the episode. Uh, uh, the woman, who is referred to as the silent woman, right? Yes. Yeah. Silent lady? Silent lady. Uh, Lady Silence. Lady sorry. Silence. There you go. I knew, I knew it sounded cooler than what I was saying, but it was yeah. basically that. Lady Silence, who that's what they're calling her, uh, she she is basically told to go. I mean, the, the guy's kind of nice. He puts a little bit of food in with her belongings for her, and she goes off. And she actually goes off, and she she draws a circle, and I'm like, oh, is she going to make an igloo? And we actually come back at the end of the episode, and she's got an igloo, and I'm like, damn it, I actually almost kind of wish... I, I wanted to see how long it takes one person to build a goddamn igloo by themselves. <laughs> It feels difficult. I don't know. <laughs> Call me crazy. Yeah, it does, but I, I guess, uh, you know, practice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, I've often questioned the structural integrity of the, the top of an igloo. I should probably just look up how actual igloos are. I mean, it's right. no different to a bridge, right? You know, like a curved bridge. Oh, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying... I've never seen, like, a documentary about making an igloo. I'm just trying to imagine how you actually... You know. 
place. I, I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess they kind of the blocks kind of freeze together as you go anyway. Yeah, well, yeah. No, I mean, like I'm, I don't question the finished thing. I'm just imagining one person trying to one by one put the blocks oh, no, on. No, I'm no, just, I'm, I'm having a hard time. But obviously, it's a thing. It happens. I'm just saying that. Uh, it's yeah. impressive, is what I'm saying. I'm just saying you go up in the circle, right? So you do the, the whole like layer by layer and go up. Oh, sure, yeah. You start obviously start at the bottom, yeah. So you just you just hold, you know, when you start to slant it, I imagine you just all right, hold it there till it starts to freeze. Then I can move on to the next block. Yeah, okay. I don't know. No, that's what I'd do, but maybe I'm completely wrong because I've never tried to build an igloo. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit cozy. It's funny because she has a little fire in there, and I'm like. That seems. I mean, I guess it's cold enough that it doesn't matter. But that seems counterproductive. You'd think. <laughs> to the igloo, I, I, the igloo. I, I, I know for a fact that yeah, you can do that in igloo. You can. I've seen sometimes. it before. I've seen it like any time I've ever seen like a, a depiction of an igloo in something. There's usually a fireplace in it, and I'm like, it makes no sense. But I, hey. it's just that cold. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, uh, and we get this weird thing at the end where it almost feels like the the monster like brings her food. Because mm. we we hear that like, the footsteps outside and we hear the breathing. And then like it goes away and she goes out and she's very obviously it's a very tense scene and she's scared and she goes out and then it's just this dead uh was it was it a seal? It's a seal, yeah. yeah. Seal that was just sort of sitting there like hey, hey, ready for some food. And I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. So uh, you know, are they tying this in with her culture? Is it like protecting her rather than Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think it's it's noble that she's obviously taking some sort of vow of silence after, you know, her father cut cut his tongue out, right? Mm. So, you know, the silence again there, which is coming back. We know he had a lot of somewhat like protective charms, totems in, in his body, right? Yeah, yeah. Also, there's an interesting discussion with the crew members, I thought. Uh, well, they question that this beast seems to be targeting higher-ranking soldiers first, or higher-ranking sailors first. Yeah. Because uh, uh, the captain, the guy who died last time, was like a, a lieutenant or a general or whatever, and it's like, huh, interesting. That's like strategy, almost. It is, isn't it? You know, is, is that why it attacked when it did? But the captain is there. Is it? Oh, captain! It's time for me to strike. Could well be. Although you, that begs the question: Why didn't it go for the captain first? You know, completely unawares. You know, would it take off the head like it did the other guy? Uh, that's, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. Scare tactics, maybe. Uh, it could be. I, I mean, uh, uh, but to be fair, in the scene, like someone else questions, says, "Yeah, but what with the other guy? He wasn't like anything yeah. important." Um, but I don't know. It is interesting, though. Uh, it's an interesting theory that there is some sort of tactic decision mm. as opposed to, as to who he's going after. Uh, it is, and so it'll be interesting far. to keep note of that. Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see who turns up dead next time. Yeah, I thought they did a very interesting job of really hiding it as well, though, during the attack. Like you only get mm. a glimpse of it once or twice, like a tiny little glimpse. Yeah, it's when he's looking through the telescope, you see like just in the distance the moving, like the, the the back of it almost. And it does actually just generally look the back of a polar bear, just sort of moving behind the ice. It does, which is why I buy that they just think it's a bear still. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, I think maybe there'll be some speculation from Goodsir, perhaps, because he saw the captain just get picked up like that. Yeah, that's true. You know, because the way the tent went all the way up in there, that, that, that implies something who can lift like that, lift yeah. or jump or, you know. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, so, I buy some speculation at this point, but... Uh, yeah, but, it, but, no. they, but they'll put it down to fear-mongering, I'm sure. Oh, I'm, oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like, like, it's not happened yet, but I feel like it won't be long before we start getting conversations about, oh, we need to start rationing, supplies are going to start to get slim as things get colder, 
Like, I feel like that's going to be a... I, I, I don't think we will just yet, because based on, you know, in that flashback, we said that, no, they've got enough rations for a full three years, and then five mm. with rationing. So, I mean, they've, they've not even been here, what, a year yet? Well, how long were they sailing before they got stuck? I can't imagine it was too long, a few months at most. Yeah. I suppose people die. <laughs> it does help the rations a that, bit. That leaves... A, I mean, there's only a handful of people dead at this point, really, but... Yeah, but, I mean, if people keep dying, which I assume they are... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think rationing is going to be as big a problem uh, yet, based on how okay. much they said they had. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking maybe like, if we have more time jumps, like if they're out here for like a year or yeah, something like no, that, that's true. I think that's maybe where we'll start to see that if that's what happens. Uh, but it could be that now we're just going to be stuck in real time, give or take. Uh, it could be, here. Yeah. Now, now that the monster's showing up and now that we're having deaths, like maybe now we're just kind of stuck here. Yeah, we've got no reason to cut ahead now. Because actually, th- that scene at the start of the first episode where there's people coming after them, like I wonder if that's like the, the result of the search party going to find the, mm, could be. the outpost. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, as for style and stuff, uh, it still looked great, uh, I thought. Yeah, yeah uh, Pretty much. Uh, let, let me say, the, the, the general sort of effect of the because uh, I, I, I imagine there's a set surrounded by green screen for this this is how they, they shot this and I, I would assume so I, I think they've done a pretty good job of making it really feel like they're out somewhere in the cold and like yeah I think in terms of the green screen background I think it helps that it's just flat white oh sure yeah yeah you know, like it's it's simple that, and, and, and by its nature your eyes kind of blur over it almost that's it I think I, I do really feel like this is a sort of show that could look really shitty really easily Oh yeah, definitely. And I, th- I think they've done a pretty good job of m- making it feel like. I mean, I f- I suppose it's debatable how how accurate it is because I've never seen <laughs> seen this part of the world. But like at the very least, your it imagination. feels realistic enough that it's yeah, yeah, that it's not sticking out to me. As, oh, that looks kind of dodgy, or that looks kind of weird. Uh, so I get him credit. So if it does feel like there's money involved, uh, it does definitely. So, uh, but no, uh, so that's episode three. Of of the terror, uh, still into it. I'm happy to say. I'm happy to say it's it's not like you say. Maybe it was a little bit dry for the start of the episode. Yeah, but once it gets into like once we get to the captains confronting each other and yeah, uh, and obviously the 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 bear thing attacking like all that stuff is fantastic stuff. But yeah, like, the opening's got... a little bit like okay, just ease me back in. Yeah, once it got to the confrontation, because there's a shot of uh, Francis walking towards the ship before he has that meeting with him. Uh, once that once it hits that, it's like okay, right, we're at the meat of the episode now. This is what I it is. I think that's about fifteen twenty minutes in, give or okay. take. So you know there is a bit at the start where it's just like okay, this is just there. Yeah, we find out the monkey. <laughs> His wife gave him a monkey, yeah, uh, and he's yeah. like, "But it's female." <laughs> like sure, okay. Like whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I get that it's supposed to be men only on the mission, but I mean, I don't know if it matters if the monkeys. Uh, as, as a bit in the superstition. I mean, I, I know it's bad luck, is what they say, right? Yeah. But it's a monkey. Yeah. So uh, that is the terror episode three. So let us know what you thought of this one. The comments below, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitter's at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the show on the channel, head over to patreon.com slash mailfuzzdv. You can do that over there. There's a link in the description. But otherwise, that is it. So thank you once again. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>